What do meal planning struggles, workouts getting derailed while you're on vacation, and overcoming that daily splurge battle, what do these all have in common? Well, you're going to find out on today's episode. I cannot wait. Let's do it. Hey friend, my name is Megan Dahlman. As a certified trainer and nutrition coach, I'm on a mission to change the conversation around fitness, nutrition, and taking care of ourselves as moms. If you're tired of restrictive fad diets and all or nothing workouts, in a culture that tries to sell you the lie that your value is tied to the number on the scale, then you're in the right place. I'm here to equip and encourage you to take simple steps towards the healthy life you want for yourself and the people you love. Welcome to Self-Care Simplified. A few months ago, I created a post in the Strong Mamas Coaching Program Facebook group, just asking if anyone had a specific struggle, you know, like a particular issue, something where they just felt like they couldn't solve on their own. They were beating their head against a wall, but they knew that this was the thing that was getting in the way of making that breakthrough that they really wanted. And sure enough, a number of strong mamas raised their hands and said, yes, please help me. And these are all moms that are on the right track. They're showing up. They're doing great things every day. They just feel stuck in one area or another. So I was able to hop on the phone with a few of them and I listened to their stories and their struggles and coached them through some solutions to try. And today you get to listen in on these conversations. First, you're going to hear from Jen, who felt like having to make food choices day in and day out was so tedious and overwhelming. Do you feel that? (laughs) She's not alone, I know. And it got to the point that she often just gave up and she would choose the unhealthy thing. So you're listening in as I give her some recommendations on how to streamline her healthy meals and completely remove that decision-making process. Then I'm chatting with Janelle, who was a little bit afraid of getting completely derailed from her great workout routine while away on a 10-day vacation. And honestly, I think that this conversation applies whether you are going on vacation or you have family in town or you need to take a break from working out for one reason or another, right? And she had fought so hard to build up her consistency and she wanted ideas on how to not get thrown off by the trip, but also not feel pressured to have to work out every day. So we work through that, which is awesome. And then finally, I'm chatting with Katie, who felt like she was constantly struggling with the same thing, those daily food splurges of little things here and there that honestly, they weren't making her feel very good. We talk through some of the best ways to go about cleaning up this not so healthy eating habit. And for her, it was chips and crackers, and it was usually at lunch. And so we worked through that so she could finally make some progress towards feeling better. And because these are phone calls, you'll have to forgive me. Some of the audio on these conversations aren't the absolute best, but I know that each of these just short troubleshooting sessions is going to help you out too, which is why I really wanted to share them with you. Okay, let's meet Jen first. Okay, Jen, what question did you have for me with the nutrition piece? I know this is a a challenge and it is for so many, but tell me specifically what the challenge is that you're experiencing right now. Um, you know, I think it's just, it's getting into that habit of, of making the shift. Um, and, and so there's a piece of me that kind of goes like, I feel like if I just really limited at least for a couple of weeks 
and kind of said like, okay, I'm going to have these two different things as what I'm going to have for lunch. There's these two things I might have for breakfast. Um, and just kind of doing that, that that might help me kind of get over that hump. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but also my husband and I were talking about like, that also feels extreme. So is that a good idea? You know, it actually is because I think so much we get stuck with the nutrition because decision fatigue, like really overwhelms us. Like we know how we should be eating. We know we need to eat pros, right? Like at each meal, you know, you know, you need to choose a protein, you know, you need to choose a produce, but you're like, what is it going to be? And like, you don't have things ready and prepared. Um, so I love the fallback rule of the three, 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 seven rule. So like at breakfast, choose three breakfast options, choose three lunch options, choose three snacks, choose seven dinners. So you have a little bit more variety, but you do limit your choices to the point where you're not like having to guess, like you remove the guess workout. So what you're, what you're wanting to do is limit, eat, limit it down even more. I think that's fine. Like if you want to bring it, like pull it back to just two choices to rotate through, I think it would still give you enough, um, like flexibility that you don't feel strapped. Like, uh, here's the same meal again, and you're getting like sick of it. Um, but you know exactly what to expect from each meal. Um, and then as long as you have a, a good solid group of dinner options to rotate through. Like I would say minimum seven and, and write those down and rotate through the same seven. Like, you know, these are our healthy meals. These are the ones that fit the bill. They've got the protein, they've got the produce, they have healthy fats, and we're only going to rotate through these seven. That's going to be really helpful too, because then it's like, which of these seven are we going to do for dinner? It just makes the whole meal planning process better. I don't think it's restrictive too much. Um, especially if all of your nutritional needs are getting met, what it might do is actually relieve a lot of stress. <laughs> it, it might remove the burden of, I don't know what to eat. And just the tedium of that. What I would not want you to do is to limit it all the way down to one choice each day for each meal. Okay. Yeah. I think having two choices to go back and forth, maybe three mm -hmm. would be helpful. Um, and then just kind of asking yourself, like constantly checking in and being like, how is this working for me? Is this working well? Like is is it giving me enough flexibility that these meals can kind of like move in and out of these different scenarios? Or am I feeling like if I sit and actually honest my, honestly ask myself, do I feel restricted right now? And I'm, am I starting to get that like emotional pushback against it? Like Ugh, this meal again, I'm sick of this. Like really be honest and say, okay, maybe I need to expand this to three options for each meal and just rotate between those three. So that's where I would start. Start with two, okay. be disciplined about those two, um, but with the seven dinners and then just constantly check in and see how that's going. Does that feel doable? Does that feel like it would be helpful? I think so. Yeah. Especially this is a hard season of life. And so mm -hmm. to remove um, some of the decision-making <laughs> <laughs> that that exists in in every day right now um it feels like that would hope i i'm hoping it'll be helpful yeah 
Yeah, I think it really will. Let me do the mental work that I need to do. Make that, um, make that automatic so that I can, so that I can do the mental work that I need to do to kind of make a shift. Yeah, completely. Because like, if you just sit down and plan out these meals one time, like it's done, like you don't have to do that again. You don't have to make that. What am I eating for lunch choice ever again? And I think we, we don't realize how much of a burden that weighs on us every day of like, I don't know what I'm going to make for dinner, or I don't know what I'm going to choose for lunch. And I hope it's going to end up being something healthy and when we don't have that choice ready to go, we end up pushing lunch back later and later and later. And then we finally just like eat something that's maybe marginally healthy. Like we're trying to salvage the situation or we just give in altogether. So if you can just in one moment, remove all of that decision-making process and have that completely off your plate. And now your job is just to follow through and eat the things that's so much easier. Hey, Janelle, what can I help you with today? What is the struggle that you're dealing with? I know you mentioned that you have a vacation coming up and this is a not an uncommon issue of how do I make my workouts fit for vacation? What should I do? So tell me a little bit more about what's going on with the vacation coming up. Yes. So we just came off of a vacation this summer where I was able to do my workouts and it felt awesome, but cool. that was very much a drive to a destination, be there all week, drive home. This is going to be driving across, across country with like three days of pretty intense driving on either side. And then four days actually there, um, with extended family that I don't see often. Okay. And so I'm kind of thinking that just staying with my normal beginner August workouts is I'm afraid I'm setting myself up for all or nothing. Like either I feeling like I'm cutting them short because I'm rushing through them or, and I want to avoid not doing them at all. Yeah. How long are you going to be gone for? 10 days, 10 days. Okay. So we've got this tricky time frame. Um, because my rule of thumb is usually like a week, like it is, it's totally okay to take an entire week off of regular workouts. Um, if as long as you're moving every day and you're doing something intentionally active with your body, you're doing what feels intuitive, something that, you know, is going to help you feel good. Um, but anything longer than a week, that's when you can start to actually digress a little bit and feel like your body is losing some of the strength that it has. And so in that amount of time, the 10 day period of time, we probably do need to fit in at least one intentional workout, but I would say, let's only aim for that. <laughs> Just one. How does that make you feel to only aim for one? Does that make you a little panicky or what do you think? My challenge, I, I mean, You've told me before on just the, just the one thing and lowering your expectations. So I know it works, but my challenge is that we, I anticipate it being a pretty sedentary vacation between driving. And then once we arrive, hanging out at the pool, quality time with family, playing lots of games, but not, um, I'm hoping that when we're driving, we can do some stops and do some hiking and just some, but I consider those bonus, not really. I don't anticipate moving a lot on this vacation. Um, okay. And so I'm just thinking I will feel better. I don't know. Since Jumpstart, I've been able to be really consistent. I think that's another underlying question is like, you don't want to get thrown off 
because you have such great momentum right now, there's probably a little bit of fear. Like if I do take 10 days off from a regular start to finish workout, is that going to derail me? And there's probably a little bit of fear of that. And I think what you need to know is to just trust that you have created a new identity for yourself over yeah. the last few months of you're not someone that is on and off the bandwagon. You are someone that is, you are a fit person that fits this in to your life. Um, but now you are having to be challenged in a new way to do it rather than just checking boxes, but to do it in a way that's intuitive and that is flexible and applies to your circumstances. And it mm -hmm. can be really scary. <laughs> so this is the moment that you've been training for <laughs> is all of my consistency and work on, on getting more motivation and finding this momentum with my habit. Can it still withstand this little speed bump? I believe it can. So let put that fear away put that fear aside that by not doing regular workouts over these 10 days, it's going to derail you. It's going to mess up your forward progress. Now, what we do want is to do things that help you feel good, that help your yep. body feel good. This is where being an intuitive, almost an athlete comes into play. This is where you can start thinking about like, what feels good. If you're going to be in the car for long periods of time, it's not going to feel good to not do nothing at your destination or in the morning before you get in the car or anytime you stop. So at all of those opportunities, you can target the spots on your body that are getting the hardest hit from being sitting in it, being in a sitting position. So the things sure. that I highly recommend kind of putting as your top priority is going to be hip flexor stretching stretching your hip flexors out as much as you can, stretching your hamstrings out as much as you can, stretching your chest. So all of those like front side, like collapsing in on itself type of muscles. If you can open those back up at the, at every opportunity, that's going to feel really good. The other thing that's going to feel good is standing on two feet, getting yourself aligned so that you're not like tipping on one hip to the other and playing with some pelvic tilts while you're, while you're standing, tuck your tailbone down, arch your tailbone, tuck your tailbone down, see how it feels. If you do that pelvic tilt and add an exhale, and you're going to feel like your core engages. Cause sometimes when we're in that sitting position for so long, you, your pelvis starts to slide to one direction, your core deactivates, and that's a lot of what makes you not feel very good. So anytime you can get out, walk around, play with your posture, going to feel good and doing those stretches. I would say that's like the, the bare minimum, but that's still really good. Those things are still really good to do because it's going to hold you in positions that actually feel good. Um, and then the, on the flip side of things, and I know you didn't really bring it up, but making sure that even though this, for these few days, you're not going to be as intentionally active doing workouts, start to finish as you normally would. This means that you do need to be more mindful with your nutrition. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It means that you need to understand like, okay, sometimes when my workouts don't, aren't at the top of my priority list, that can affect the priority I, I apply to my nutrition. So making sure that your nutrition still stays good. So if you're on the road, you're driving through 
a drive-through or a fast food, you look for the salad. You look for the thing that has the most protein, the most produce, and you, you fight for that because you know that the workout piece is not going to be like when you're at home in your own environment. So if you can just be intuitive about what your body, what is going to feel good on your body and do that thing that day, even if it's just a few of those stretches, even if that's all it is. And over the course of the 10 days plan on doing one body weight only workout, all of the workout C's are body weight only. Yeah. And, and that's enough in a 10 day span to make sure that you don't lose any muscle mass. Cause that's what we just want to make sure is happening that you don't lose any muscle mass, um, and go for walks stretch. Yeah. But honestly, I think it will be a time that reminds you how much you love to work out and how much you really, really enjoy doing it so consistently. So sometimes taking that time off is a good reminder of why you're doing what you're doing and it can actually feed you more motivation moving forward. Yeah. I will take your word for it. That is a stretch for me, but I, I will take your word for it. Yeah. I think for the nutrition thing, it's so much easier for me to focus on um, it just feels like worth it when I'm working out. It's really hard for me to make it, make it more of a priority when I'm not, it just kind of, it's easier to, I don't know. So yeah, it, totally. It's going to be a good challenge, but I think that if you approach, um, your vacation as this is training ground, this is new territory. And let me just have my mindset in that attitude of like me taking 10 days off from regular workouts is not going to make me backslide. I'm going to still be healthy. I'm going to still um, be strong and still have my consistent habits as soon as I come back. And I can still be, I can still choose healthy food. Even if my new, even if I don't, didn't work out that day. Okay. Do you feel prepped? Feel prepared? I feel prepared is out of my comfort zone (laughs) to take 10 days off is out of my comfort zone. I can't wait to hear how it goes. You're going to do great. I promise. Okay. Thanks so much. All right, Katie, well, tell me what you've been struggling with your big battle recently that I can help you kind of troubleshoot a little bit here in a couple minutes. Go for it. Uh, so it's just blurges basically. Um, Blurging. I feel like I have one like every day okay. and I know what I need to do and I'm eating my pros and that sort of thing. Um, but I just can't like, you know, I'll do it for a few days, but then I can't like stay on track, stay consistent. What is it that you feel like, you know, you need to do? What is that voice in your mind saying, okay, Katie, you need to do this. What, what is that that, you know, you, you think you need to do? Um, not have splurges every day. Like I would like them to be less like the three to four times a week because I don't feel great. So So big picture, if we were to zoom out and you were to be like, okay, these are my goals. This is why I'm trying to limit my splurges. Let's, let's maybe start there. Tell me exactly like what, what your goals are. And then that kind of determines like, okay, do we need to limit these splurges or maybe not? So start there. Give me a quick overview of what your big picture goals are right now. Um, long-term I think is like some fat loss, like body fat loss. Um, but also just like feeling better, um, like in my clothes and, um, I'm working out and stuff. So I feel like I can get around with the kids and doing okay with that, but I just don't feel totally 
happy in my body space right now. Okay. And you know, for sure that like, if I were to dial in my splurges, I would start moving in that direction of feeling better in my clothes, maybe losing a little bit of fat and, and having reaching that result that I'm wanting to reach. Yeah. Okay. So making sure that we're always tying it to a bigger picture goal is going to be always helpful. Cause sometimes in that moment we're like, okay, I'm looking at this splurge and there's no real reason in that moment to try to avoid it or use a substitute. Sometimes it's just like, well, why, you know, why I know I need to say no, but, but what is the motivator? So always being so clear about, okay, this is the goal. This is the reason why I need to be disciplined. This is the reason why I need to be making this decision in this moment. It's going to help you. So knowing that, okay, feeling better, having my clothes fit me better, feeling better in my clothes, having my body feel and look the way that the, that matches the strength that I have is really important to me. So always holding on to that piece of this is my big motivator. So let's talk about those splurges. What splurges exactly are coming to mind when you're thinking, okay, I'm splurging every single day and this is getting out of hand. What is it that's happening? What are you eating or drinking that is bothering you? Well, and that's the funny thing. It's not even like stuff that I really love. And I know you've talked about that a lot is like, make sure it's something that's your favorite, but Mm -hmm. it's just like chips. Or I just feel like, like, especially at lunchtime, it's like chips or um, a piece of bread or crackers or I don't know, something like that. And then like in the evening, my husband would be like, let's have some wine. I'm like, okay. So then I did that at lunch and then I have a glass of wine with my husband. And so then that's already like more than I was wanting to have. And then like, I just don't feel good, like, you know, bloated or whatever. Yeah. So you have a couple moments over the course of the day where you're, you're kind of indulging on things that feel like, okay, these are outside of my good, healthy eating habits. And these are not moving me in the direction of that goal that I want. So between, so we kind of have like two different times. We've got this lunchtime situation Mm -hmm. and we have this evening time situation. Let me ask you this, between those two times or two scenarios, which would be the easier one to tackle first? Not both of them. Which of those two scenarios, the evening glass of wine with your husband or the lunchtime chips or bread. What, which of those two would you think would be the easier one to maybe focus on first? Probably the lunchtime. Okay, so let's do that. So that means that you don't have to try to cut out your evening wine. That means that you can still enjoy that every evening and not feel guilty about it. Um, and just know that you're still working on something that's moving you in the direction of your goal. So you can have that wine in the evening and know like, okay, I'm still doing better because I was working on my lunch. So let's turn the attention to the lunch splurge then. So you listed a couple of things. You, you have chips, you have bread at lunch. Um, are those kind of like your main splurges and not like bread is a bad thing. I mean, we could, it just kind of depends well, on. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's mostly like chips, like tortilla chips, like chips and salsa, or just like potato chips, or like, I feel like I need like a carb at lunch, but like a starchy carb. Um, but I don't necessarily, I'm not like really hungry for it. It just is okay. like, I think a habit. Okay. So it's kind of more of a habit. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I think the most important thing is to make sure that it is just this mindless habit and not a hunger issue. Um, so definitely starting with, okay, I need to make sure that when the chips come out, let's just focus on chips for now. Like, let's just, just tackle that. Like anything else, if it's bread, if it's a tortilla, like, don't worry about that. Let's just, you keep saying the word chip, which makes me think like, it's probably that, that you're thinking yeah. of is kind of the big sticky point. So just the chips. So let's make sure that you're not hungry before you have the chips. So have, say not yet to the chips. You mm -hmm. hear me say this occasionally, like it's just this mindset trick that makes it so that the chips don't suddenly become this really forbidden fruit that you suddenly crave it so much. So the chips are going to be there, but say, okay, they're there, but I'm not going to have them yet. I am going to fill up on a full meal first. I'm going to make sure that I put, I sit down and I eat and I eat a full meal that starts with protein, has plenty of protein, a full palm sized amount of protein, about 20 to 30 grams of protein, lots of produce, maybe like double the amount of fresh produce that you might normally put on your plate. Okay. Maybe see how much, like really fill your plate up with produce and sit and eat that meal slowly. If it's possible, mm -hmm. I know it's hard sometimes yes. with kids to slow down while you're eating, but being like, okay, I'm going to take an entire 20 minutes to eat this meal, like force myself, like mm -hmm. to take that long to eat it and then see if I still want the chips at that point. Um, so it's just kind of this mindset game that you can play with yourself. Does that feel like you could practice that and just see how it goes? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Have you tried that before? Um, I've tried the slow eating and I do feel like that helps, okay. um, but not the, like I just include it with all, like the whole meal, not okay. like waiting for it till the end. Okay, so, so let's just flip a couple of those things around yeah. and just say, okay, the chips are there, they're available if I still want them. And even if, okay, let's say you get to the end of your meal and you still want them, chances are it's not a hunger issue anymore. You might only end up eating like two or three of them versus like 20 of them, like you might have at the beginning. And that would still be better. That would still be an improvement. It's not like this all or nothing, like I can't have them at all. It still would be an improvement. But now your hunger is not playing a role in your decision-making process. Because when you're hungry and it's like at the beginning of a meal, yeah, you're not going to make the best choices. So zooming all the way back out, the big takeaway is don't forget what your big picture goal is. Don't forget the reason why in that moment, when you're looking at the details and you're like, I'm having to say not yet to these chips and I'm sitting here and eating for 20 minutes, why you're doing that. It's because right. you want to feel better in your body. You want your body to match the strength that you're already experiencing. You want it to feel that way too and look that way maybe. And, and then zooming back in and being like, okay, in order to feel that way, I'm going to just focus on lunchtime chips, period. <laughs> yeah. Just that. Not going to worry about the evening wine. I'm not going to worry about any other splurge that happens at lunch. I'm only going to focus on the chips and I'm going to do that by filling up my plate with lots of protein first, eating like 
tons of produce, sitting and eating for like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and saying, maybe I still feel like those chips, maybe I don't. So at the, like, at the very, very end, we kind of have the eating the chip option, but that gets, that's like the last, the end of the line, because you've already thought about your motivation, you've thought about the habits, um, you've eaten slowly, you've said not yet, and it's gonna hopefully be a lot easier. Does that feel doable? Yes, definitely. Okay, my challenge to you then is to do that for two weeks. Okay. Just chips, like just focusing only <laughs> on chips. Like don't think about okay. anything else. Just focus on the chips. Give yourself a time frame and say, I'm going to, I'm going to really hyper-focus on this for two solid weeks and see what happens. Okay. And chances are it's going to have this like snowball effect and you're going to start to make slightly better cho choices in other areas. And you're going to feel yourself moving in that direction towards feeling better. Yeah. Okay. Can you do it for two weeks? Yeah. Okay. I love it. Hopefully you were able to pull some really great strategies and tactics from these conversations. So whether you need to put them into practice right away, like today, maybe, or you end up circling back to these in the future, they should really help you streamline and simplify your habits. Thank you so much for listening today, friend. If you loved this episode, make sure that you let me know and definitely share it with your friends. All right. Until next week, be strong. Be strong.